Dude, so I wanted to say this. I've been seeing like um like new podcasting studios yeah. that kind of function as like record labels where they're like buying podcasts. Yeah. Or like not buying podcasts, but they're like signing podcasts, like a record deal. Yeah. I just thought that was so cool, like a new thing. It's like I never like, heard of it before. It, you know TMG Tiny Me Gang? I do. Yeah. They have a studio called TMG Studios and they started producing other podcasts like with different people oh shit under nice. their name yeah I just thought it was cool like what if someone tries to like sign my podcast yeah it's so cool. fucking awesome bro but um holy shit yeah we need, I feel like we need to give like a little bit of context for everybody listening of like yeah. why the fuck we're here right now uh, do, do I already already started or not oh yeah we're started bro we're rolling oh okay we're in <laughs> okay. but um yeah basically a uh, long time ago actually holy shit dude we recorded that first episode six months ago yeah That was six months ago. And time flies like that. Dude, that I thought was it was crazy. like in August. Like yeah. When I, was, when I was like looking at the dates or whatever. But um, we did that. And then you were like, we should, you should come out here. We should do this in person. Yeah. That was and just then, an idea. Like, yeah, I it's know. Crazy. Now it's reality. It's <laughs> I crazy. I was either. in Ukraine. You were in Boston. Yeah, dude, literally. Damn. Um, but this is, this is the first time I've ever done an in-person episode, ever. Me too. It's Never done. <laughs> yeah. Really? A little bit nervous because of my English, but, like, it's fine. Dude, don't worry about it. But, yeah, man, this is, this is also the first time. I guess, like, I should probably do a more formal intro. I usually put an intro right here. Yeah. But, like... And like, I want to do an intro for my YouTube, too, but we can do it in the end or, like, right now. We'll do it. We'll do it at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but, so, basically, uh, welcome back, everybody. Um, I took a couple weeks off just because I was doing... We're just like getting ready uh, for this whole trip and like uh, just making music and stuff. And I wanted to take a break because it had been one year. It's been one year since I started this podcast. Oh, shit. Nice. Congrats. Yeah, I know. Crazy. Um, I, set, I set a bunch of goals for this year, like my like affirmations yeah. and stuff. And one of the goals is have like 52 episodes by the end of the year. Oh. I'm already behind. So oh, my shit. God. One of these weeks, I'm going to have to do two How episodes. How many episodes do you have? I don't fucking know. I think this is my. This might be like 33 or 30. Oh, still nice. Yeah, because I, I used to do it once every two weeks, but now I do it every yeah. week because I'm going hard. Um, but yeah, so past few days, Alex and I have just been running around the city doing yeah. fucking miscellaneous stuff. Exploring. For anybody who doesn't know LA, they have this bike system where yeah. it's just like electric Oops. bikes and you just like rent the bike with your phone. And you can just like that was that was probably the most fun thing I've done so far. Yeah, that, like, it's that, really fun. That felt like a video game. That was yeah. crazy. Um, just perfect for exploring a city, especially when you have traffic here. Yeah, just you can avoid all the traffic. Literally, and fucking go anywhere you want. It's also terrifying. I feel like I almost got hit by a car like seven. Oh yeah, times. you yeah. have to be really careful. It's extremely some people dangerous. get in. Yeah, I just imagine my mom trying it out. She would totally like. Oh no, my dude. mom would not take. But my mom's watching this. Sorry, mom. <laughs> Are your mom watching your podcasts? Hopefully not. Okay. <laughs> I don't know, though. She you doesn't talk know. about it. She you doesn't talk know. about it, so I hope not. Um, but, dude, I feel like I haven't asked you yet, like, since the last time you recorded, like, what has happened? Like, from, from then till now. I remember, like, last episode, we kind of looked back on the previous six months and, like, went over, like, like quarantine to Tokyo. Yeah. But, like, from that episode to now, like, what has happened in your career? Like, yeah. from then to now. I released a lot of tracks. Uh, I finally moved back to LA again because I used to live here before. And then when quarantine started, I, I go back. I went back to Ukraine. Right. I've been there like for one year and a half. So right now I'm back, uh, working in the studio, just grinding. And I started to do my YouTube channel like all the time, like frequent. I'm trying to upload every Friday, and like it's growing like crazy. Like. I have 28,000 subscribers. It's not a lot, but I was not expecting to have this this number, you know? Yeah. It's like, and I like it so much because I've been doing music like for 14 years. Yeah. It's like, you need a second hobby. Like, yeah, music, I love music and shit, but you get tired. Like after 14 years, <laughs> yeah. like, you need something else. Like you cannot just make music all the time. So I, I found that I really like editing videos and filming and it improves my English too. Yeah, like, definitely. I started to speak way less like... Um, How you fucking fragmented? Like mm -hmm. uh, uh, uh. I started to speak like way faster and shit. So yeah, yeah. For a while you're doing like a track a month. Yeah, you started doing that. Uh, I'm trying to get back on track and start to release like every month. Cause like if you release monthly or like two times a month, you see a crazy growth. Like on Spotify, yeah. on fucking Instagram, everywhere. Like you see that something happens. People reach out to you. Like a new opportunity. If you don't release your music. 
like no one can help you like no like no one cares you know it's like you have to show what you do like no one cares about your demos you show on instagram yeah. no so actually i heard someone once talk about how like releasing music every month is bad for the music industry no because it like rushes like sound and stuff and like sound progresses too fast or something like that and i was kind of caught up on it because like i kind of agree because like if you look at bass music yeah like, it goes so fast like a sound is popular and then it's gone like color bass bro color bass had a big like moment yeah and now it's like gone i just feel like right now when we're in the times where like all generous genres of music meshed up together yeah and if you make a really good song it's timeless yeah like your song should be timeless like it should be good in 10 years in five years so it's like you can make like what i'm trying to do you can make like 10 tracks and then start releasing every month right and and work on new tracks so it's like it's the best shit ever so you kind of make an album but releasing by singles do you do you f- do you feel like you make timeless music? Like, I've always kind of no. wondered, like, that concept, like, you never know if something's timeless until, like, time has passed. But I always wonder, like, is timeless music subjective? Yeah, it is or very is it subjective. Like... And I think the only timeless music I made is Tokyo, because, like, it's four years old. Oh, yeah. It's, like, people still telling me it's, like, sounds fresh. Do you so... have any, like, artists that, like, you think are good at that sort of thing? Skrillex <laughs> really yeah. like I like his music from 2011 more than like new stuff I mean yeah. no his new stuff is really cool and, like I understand everything but like when you listen to his old stuff I don't understand how he did this type of sound design and ideas back in the day yeah we didn't have so many sample packs uh, preset packs knowledge like YouTube at all yeah. yeah I think yeah maybe like Noisia helped him or something I don't know <laughs> Noisia helped yeah do you still make music with Alexi? I do. We have a few. Yeah, Alexi might come in a few hours or. Oh, that's here. awesome. Yeah, uh, we have a few demos we're currently working on. We actually finished one house track, but it's I'm not sure it's gonna keep, come out because. Oh, is that the, the one with the vocal on it? Yeah. Oh, right. Because the yeah. other guy made the same track, and I was like, "How the fuck it's even possible? Like how human brain works like the same?" He took the same acapella, literally, yeah, and made the same idea. He never heard of my track, so yeah. it's a crazy coincidence, you know. So do you think do you think LA changed at all since like you came back or was it kind of the exact Yeah, same? I feel I feel LA changed uh in terms like what I see people became more like closed how to explain in English like not that open that they used to be before they put like that going or just like just in general like yeah. people were more open more happy I don't know how to explain I see people are more upset and it's like that's what I see here. It's probably because of, like, quarantine. Quarantine, yeah. People got like, tired. I feel like, for me, I had a weird experience with quarantine because, like, I was so young when it happened and I was still in high school. Yeah. And so, for me, it was just like, oh, sweet, a lot of free time, you know? A lot yeah. of time to make music. And so, like, I feel like, like, looking back on quarantine, that was, like, one of the most productive, like, best times of my life. Same. But, like, for a lot <laughs> of people, like, it was the opposite. It was just, like, it fucked up their entire life, you know? Yeah. Which is interesting. But, like, sometimes, another, like... I see a bunch of flaws in society and I'm like, that was definitely a result of like everybody being locked up for yeah. a long period of time. So, so what do you think of LA? It's your first time here. Oh I'm yeah, do your opinion. It's like, I keep telling people it's a perfect balance between horrible and amazing. It's like, that's like the best way to describe <laughs> yeah. it. Cause it's like, you're walking down the street and you're like, oh, the weather, the fucking atmosphere is great. And then yeah. you just see homeless people and then you have to pay for an Uber and like, it's like it's balanced right. as all things should be yeah, yeah rent is overpriced here it's crazy like I'm paying for one studio one small studio 2,500 like I don't yeah. understand you can you can rent a house like in another place apparently like there's this like quote unquote mass exodus around LA right now or just California like people are leaving at like record numbers they do to like, Texas yeah they to Texas yeah I can't imagine thinking Texas is much better than here I've never been there i never seen anything about Texas I don't know anything about Texas what's interesting yeah I don't my impression is just like desert and then like big desert? cities and then just more desert cause it's supposed to be like wicked flat there or whatever I don't yeah. know and they have guns yeah they all yeah. have guns there yeah it's like it's a big personality trait for them oh okay yeah it's funny um I want to talk more about your YouTube channel though because let's fucking do it that's a fucking talking point man yeah so like since uh, we talked last I feel like there's been a lot of like shaping that's happened to it you know like there's yeah. more direction involved what are like what's your long term vision for that cause like I know there's a lot of like music YouTubers 
it, where it's almost like their number one thing, you know? Yeah. Where it's like, that's their main focus, and then their music is more of like paired with the YouTube channel. Yeah, that's you, what I feel too. Do you feel like eventually your, your YouTube channel is going to surpass no. the popularity of your music? No, because uh, like I use YouTube channel is just like uh, my it's just my hobby, but I really want to grow uh, an audience there, right. and I can release music and they can support me with low labels because like you know, but music is my main thing and like yeah. to get as good as I am in music right now. I'm not saying like I'm super good at music, but like my years of experience, it's gonna take a long time because YouTube, it's a, you need to know a lot. Like I'm learning every day. You need to know how to make thumbnails, editing. You need to know all the trends, keywords, searching stuff, like what is going on in YouTube, all right. the new rules, monetization, sponsors. You need to know so much. It's like a full business. And I'm not sure I'm ready to do transition I, I don't want to yeah uh, but it's such a cool hobby and like I really see the support like especially the last few videos when I um, leveled up my quality I see the support from people who never supported me before right from yeah. some of my friends and it's like they so they're really watching this because they are interested yeah and I was like shit it's like so cool you know because you, you need for my type of content you need just 10 hours in one week, like 10 hours a week you need to spend and yeah. you see growth. Yeah. That's that's my main goal. Like I want 100,000 subscribers by the end of 2023. That's a good goal, yeah, I yeah. like it, man. It probably happens sooner in today's market. Hopefully. You know? <laughs> like music, music content on YouTube is having like a very big moment right now. Yeah. Cause like think about like, music production is increasing popularity every year. Like every year, more kids are pirating FL Studio and stuff, you know? There are tens of millions of producers yeah. right now. Sometimes I forget that. Yeah, there's some big fucking numbers out there. Yeah, because it's really it's really easy right now Yeah. to start. It's but hard to master. You know how like when you started, or maybe this happened to you, this happened to me. I just, I got so obsessed with production videos, just watching other like producers make music. Me too. Like I just got super obsessed. I feel like the, I feel like the market for it is just like growing every year though, which is yeah. cool. There's um, so many different YouTubers, so many different Patreon accounts that teach you how to make fucking great sound design music. It's crazy. I was actually gonna ask you about that. Do you feel like it's kind of hard to come up with ideas for videos because like I a lot of shit has been taken already? I do. That it's super hard. Like. Yeah. I'm I'm usually thinking about a few videos uh, that I want to work because like for the future because it's really hard so it's like it takes me a yeah. few days to just come out with idea because I don't want to like my goal is to make a YouTube channel about music that's gonna be for everybody not for people yeah. who make music because is is there a, there's a lot of producers who do like production tutorials and stuff it's cool but it's a target audience our producers. Right. I want my target audience to be everybody. Like that makes sense. So, uh, like Andrew Huang, he has like two million followers or something like that. He, yeah. he makes videos that interested for everybody. That's my right. goal. But it's really hard. Like it I is hard. Yeah, because like what's interesting for us is like yeah. the nitty gritty like production stuff that no one else cares about. Yeah, you know, like for me, it would be more fun to do like a serum tutorial. But like as far as like what the market wants, yeah, they want like making music with a potato, you know, yeah. like, shit like that. Th know? That's why I do a lot of my videos about uh, beats, not electronic music, but more beats, because like yeah. rap and hip hop uh, audience are way bigger than EDM. And that's why my last video, how I made, uh, uh, how I paid three different rappers on Fiverr uh, to rap on my beat. Yeah. And it's one of the most successful videos right now, like if you take the rate of likes and comments and shares, because a lot of people who don't care about music watch this. You, like, you mentioned that like you make videos like based around beats rather than EDM. Yeah. I'm assuming that's because like that's just more popular right now. Yeah. It's way, uh, yeah, way more popular. Do you think like EDM is going to like come back in a way? Like, you know, I, it's obviously without a doubt much smaller than it used to be, but do you think it's like going to come back to the mainstream? I think it's going to come back because like music is always a cycle. Right. Yeah. It's going to come back when all the restrictions going to be, how you call it, lifted? Yeah. And like we can travel around the world with no problems and festivals are not going to get canceled because right. people are really afraid to like like pay for the concert and it's canceled. Like I I buy I bought tickets for EDC Portugal. We were right. so excited to go there. We were planning our trip and then it's like a few weeks before or like I don't, it's canceled. Yeah. Like and after that I stopped buying tickets. 
So do you think like EDM kind of just like thrives off of the live setting? I'm, sure. I'm more or less referring to like nobody listens to dubstep anymore. You know, like it, it dubstep lives on a live audience nowadays. Yeah. Do you think it's gonna come back to like people listening to it? I yeah. hope it's really hard to say. Maybe some other, maybe some other form of dubstep or something new. I don't know. We need we need the new Skrillex. We need the new guy to come to our scene and like make a new sound and make it popular. Like Skrillex. Yeah. Because he took a dubstep. He made he made made it bro step. Right. And this bro step or how we call it bro step. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And it became popular and everybody like bro even in our like college in Ukraine everybody know how Skrillex is. Even like all the girls, everybody guys, everybody knew who Skrillex is. Everybody listened to him. It's yeah. like it's crazy. We need a new guy. That's funny. And then I like listen to his old music and I'm just like, how the fuck do people listen to this? I don't know. I feel like his older stuff is like You didn't like it? Everything like before Bangerang. I don't really get. Oh, everything yeah, Bangerang is crazy. I feel like Bangerang up was insane. Everything before it was like too experimental, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I mean something happened with him. Like he his sounds changed so much. That's why I was like probably like noisy hell. Switch to Ableton. (laughs) Yeah, switch to Ableton. (laughs) Um Honestly, like Drum and bass. Like, I feel like that's, like, one of the ways that it's coming back. Or, like, garage. I feel like there's a massive resurgence of that. Yeah. Like, people are getting really excited about, like, weird, weird EDM shit. Like, drum and bass is this type of genre that never gonna die, like, house music. And drum and bass been forever and gonna be forever. It's, like, it's so, so huge in UK. They're doing, like, live sets on bicycles. Uh, the, the guy puts like uh, live um, DJ uh, equipment there and he rides around the city and everybody uh, connects with him and it's like right. hundreds of people riding bicycles and listening to drum and bass. That's whack. It's crazy. It's a fever dream. <laughs> it's crazy, yeah. I don't, I don't like drum and bass that much. <laughs> uh, I started from drum and bass. Like my first really? project, like I had different projects, uh, Skyflim. It's actually one of the drum and bass tracks I, had, I have uh, there. Uh, just got like over a million streams. Really? Yeah, I'm gonna show you. I, you didn't know about that. I right? didn't know about that. Yeah, no. I started from Dom and Drone based. Not at all. That's funny. Um, have you ever thought about starting a side project? Like a lot of people do that nowadays. Like, um, it's very rare that EDM producers make only EDM. You know? Yeah. Like oftentimes they do something else. Do you do you ever see yourself like starting like a lo-fi project or something with a different name, like anonymous, like? I was thinking about doing a side project where I'm gonna rap or sing. Really? But, but that, it's gonna be for fun. It's yeah. Because like I'm a terrible like singer Same. and like I don't like my 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 accent. But it's gonna be very funny. Yeah. Like if I'm gonna do like a funny like uh, Tommy Cash style or what is his name? I don't remember. I really like how Getter did with his tri- uh, trip. What is his name? Terror Raid. Terror Raid. Yeah. He's really good. Dude, his shit is crazy. I was He's, just playing the other night with, with Kush. Um, yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. Uh, but in terms of like tracks, uh, how Skrillex said, you have to release all your shit by one name because it's a one brand. It's like you have to release everything by one name. Right, Even low yeah. five. Because like, you see, like Tokyo is different from my music, kind of. Mm-hmm. It's like some house... I don't know what is that, like mid-tempo shit, uh, and I released by my name, but it boosted my whole brand. Yeah, like people like, start listening to all my other tracks, and it's like, uh, it's like it's one of those things where like, what if what if you make a side project, yeah, and then it gets bigger than your original, then yeah. you're like, oh fuck, are you kidding me? Yeah, you know, what if you're not gonna like your side project that much as your exactly? Fucking... But that's the one that's doing the best. It's yeah. like if you put everything out under your own name, like all the boats rise at the same time. Yeah, you know? that's kind of like, sure. That's kind of convenient. Um, you said that like YouTube is like kind of a hobby for you right now outside of music. What, is there anything else like hobby wise that you picked up since last time you spoke? So I forget. Us- did you did you say you skate? Uh, no, I, I mean, no, I can't yeah. skate. Yeah. Just a little bit, no tricks, no nothing. Yeah. But like, I don't know, it's not a hobby, but I really enjoy and, or uh, renting this wheels shit. Yeah. And exploring God, this. I started exploring <laughs> Kiev a lot, because like, I've been living there like for 20 years. Do they have that bike system? Yeah. Oh, really? It's everywhere right now. It's like... It's, it's not in Boston. Boston's too... You don't have it in Boston? No, I, it might be because of how cold it gets. 
Yeah, the bikes might not work. That's the reason we don't have it in in winter and shit. But like, uh, so I started exploring uh, Kiev, and I saw so many different beautiful places there, like hidden spots, like hidden restaurants and everything. Right. Like hidden. I, I really like to find something that people don't know about this place. Right. It's like a vibe there, and I started doing this here. It's crazy. You can find so many different places. It's my hobby, and I play a lot of games. Like games are my hobby, and like I don't know what else. I feel like one reason LA is really cool, or like at least from what I've picked up after being yeah. here for less than a week. But um, yeah, yeah. Basically, like um, you know that like when when you're creative, you need real life experiences to make music. You know, it's like yeah. if, if you're trying to make an album. You're not gonna be able to make an album by locking yourself in the studio for a month. You know, like you have to kind of like hard. you have to live in between that and like have life experience in order to like make good music. And I feel like LA is like like you said there's like constantly like new things to look yeah. at. Like like when we went on the wheels thing, I saw part of the city that I'd never seen before. And like and you get inspired. By exactly. This. And it's like the city is so massive. And this isn't even just LA. It's like every city to be honest. Yeah. But like you can just like go out on your own two feet like not in a car and just explore that way and it's like more rewarding and I feel like that probably helps. Yeah, and it's especially cool that there's a lot of people who does different stuff, but you have to be careful and picky about who you hang out with. Because right. a lot of people are here, they call them bullshit artists. They saying they musicians, but they've been doing music like for two months, and you have to be careful because like they're gonna waste your time. So like, I'm, I've developed a skill to like seeing people and like kind of yeah. I can say no, like to to. I know how to explain it. It's like really hard, but uh, basically, you have to be very selective here if you want to yeah, be productive. Because yeah. a lot of people are just gonna waste your time and you're gonna be doing shit. Like I've been doing some collaborations that were not making any sense, and like mm-hmm. I just wasted like one month of my time, and it's like I could make a single by myself or something. So you have to be, you have to know what you want and what is the skills of like the other people. I heard someone say once, like the industry is set up in a way that, like, everybody just wants to use each other. Yeah. You know, like, nobody's, like... It's very rare that people actually lend out a helping hand, like, because of, like, they just want to be, like, wicked kind, you know? Yeah. So, like, if you think about it, like, like getting in the studio with, like, I don't know, fucking Night Punk or something, it's, like, you'd be excited to make a track with them because you're going to get more popular. With Alexi. It's a, uh, difference with oh, Alexi. Oh, really? Yeah, Punk is so fucking Yeah, he is, I, I he's, just found out about him. Like, his sound design is crazy. He actually speaks Russian too, probably. Really? I believe so. He's from... I don't remember. I almost met him when I was at Joyride Studio. That's awesome. They, they all hang out together. Joyride, abstract. Yeah. Like, uh, but yeah, man, for sure. It's like... And every, it's so funny when you go to a party. It's like... And you look at the people. Like, sometimes I just like... I'm in a moment. Like, I'm enjoying, right? The party. Yeah. And then I'm... Like, sometimes I take a moment and look at the people and trying to see, like, what they're doing. And in people... Right. I understand this, but it's like so crazy. They just using everybody to get what they want. To, like, use it like a connection. They yeah. want to build, like, a friendship or something. And I don't like it. I, it's like... I want to work with people that... Like I feel good, like to work, like yeah. good vibes, and I feel like we can develop, like I don't know, something more than just fucking use each other. I yeah, I feel like eventually, if you hang out with people long enough, you can kind of start to see through them and like kind of like see what their original intentions were. Yeah, yeah. you learn to see it faster. Yeah, yeah. That's, more, that's... more, more people you see, like uh, I can, I can definitely tell. Like, I mean, you have to, you have to like be able to do that for like label interaction. You oh, know? Yeah. It's like if a label hits you out of the fucking blue, and it's yeah. like I really like your song. It's like, do you? Or do you yeah. like my income potential? You know, oh, labels like your income potential. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. That, that freaks me out still. Like, why? Why would label care about you? Is there? There's no reason. They they just you know they won't make money. I don't. I don't know if you can talk about this or not, but like when we when we first recorded, you had just gotten that deal with Tokyo. Yeah. And you you were really happy with it. Yeah. You said it was a great deal. Did it turn out to be like good or did you not like the direction it went? I know we already talked about this ourselves, but just like I mean it was good. Like I really like my deal. Yeah. Like my deal is I cannot talk about this, but like my deal is really good. Mm-hmm. So basically it was a win win situation for oh, awesome. both both of us. But yeah. But like right now you have to do all the job yourself. Right, yeah. So you have to promote yourself. You have to do all the content. So basically, if if you want to get signed by a label, or you have to be extraordinary good, like a fucking one in a billion, like in a, in a yeah. millions, 
or you already have to have a fan base, your look, everything. You is a business, like a package. Right. Yeah. And then labels uh, decide, do you, they want to get this business or no? You're basically a business that's, that's trying to sell yourself. But I, <laughs> I got a different route. I'm going independent. Really? I, yeah. I would never sign the long-term deal. But the thing is, like, your music... Certain artists, I feel like, can get away with that. Certain artists can't. Like, for, like, um, the kid I met with the other night, his name is Kush, kid from India. Shout out, Karma. Um, he was talking about how, like, he kind of needs labels because the type of music he makes, like, it's not going to blow what up. What type of music he makes? Uh, really unique bass music. It's bass music, but it's, like, a lot of drum and bass, a lot of, like, really weird sound design. Like, it, it's, it's pretty It's on the ground, right? Yeah, I'd say, and it's 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 so niche that it's not something that's going to blow up on TikTok, and it's not something that's going to like oh. hit the mainstream. So he was talking about how like his career is kind of riding on jumping around little labels, you know, like hitting up Boombox Cartel's label and like all those like like half a million follower SoundCloud labels and stuff, you know. Yeah, and he was talking about how like some artists like that's how you survive, you know. Versus like your music is like perfect with TikTok, like it just makes you want to dance, you know. So, yeah. Like, so, so I feel like certain artists can get away with it and certain For artists For sure. Can't. Like some artists, they do not make any money from streams. They make all the money from uh, shows. Yeah. It's like Disciple label, right? They right. don't have many streams. They don't Dude, even make like, any when money. When was the last time you sat down and listened to Barely, Barely Alive just to like enjoy their music? <laughs> I feel like I grow up from this music. I, like, right, I yeah. like it. I would like to play this music on a show or listen on a show. But like to listen just like in a room. Like, it doesn't, right. it doesn't give me almost any emotions. Like, it's cool in the gym, but, like... Yeah, it's like, think about how big Virtual Riot is nowadays. Like, he's massive. Yeah, he plays all the shows. But, like, everything. his monthly listeners, like, just don't add up to that. And so I think it's just, like, you're right. It's, yeah. like, where where can your career thrive, you know? Yeah. Like... They make a lot of money from shows. Oh, dude, yeah. I feel bad, like, when the pandemic hit, bro, they were probably like, oh, fuck. Dude, oh, fuck. <laughs> dude, they, they, do? That's why they started doing Patreons and, like, uh, live streams. And, like, splice they, packs and yeah, stuff. Splice, yeah. Bro, splice, if your pack hits the top, you make shit tons of money. Dude, we should talk about that. Is that, like, I've always been under the impression that it's kind of, like, or l- let me word it this way. Is it is it more, is it a better idea to release a pack through splice or for, like, 40 bucks and then, like, run ads or something? Like by yourself, so it's really hard to get to splice. You, it, it can take you two, three years to get signed. Let, let's assume that like we're a pretty big artist here, okay. so we can kind of get splice is better. But really? but what I've heard, I'm not sure about that. So it's like I'm not saying it's true. It's like a speculation. But what I've heard about them, that the new deals they given is not that like crazy. How it really? was before? Before it was fifty fifty, and right now I'm not sure. Yeah. It, so. But Splice can bring you so much money. I know people who make 15,000 bucks a month from Jeez, royalties, wow. royalties from Splice. 15,000 bucks a month. Yeah. And your pack, if it's good, it's going to come back to the chart. So it's, it's in the chart, it goes down. It's in the chart, it goes down. And if right. you make money all the time for a few years, you can make money for six years from one pack. Do you know, you know the Oliver Splice packs? I do. It's one of the best place. That that ever. first one came out how long ago, and it's still charting. Like it's still massive. Bro, he made a fortune of, out of this pack. Dude, yeah. Like so, shit like that gives me hope, man. Yeah. <laughs> or like Patreon. Like you know, we just talked about TMG when we started. They yeah. they're making fifty thousand a month, <sighs> and all of all their Patreon is is like. VIP access to stuff. It's not like extra content. Oh, it's just like you get the podcast a week early. Like it's just like this little fucking like fifty thousand bucks. Fifty thousand. Yeah, dude, it's crazy. Like yeah, that makes me great. excited. Like I, I feel like that's one of those things where once I have like an audience, like dropping a Patreon is like that's it. I don't ever have to fucking worry anymore. You know? Yeah, Patreon is great. Especially like put it put it up for like three bucks a month and anyone can afford that. And so yeah. you just get a lot of fucking people, you know. If you have like five thousand subscribers for three bucks, you yeah. Could... Is your YouTube channel monetized yet? Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I still I need to I need to apply for like uh, ID verification to get money. Right. Yeah. I don't have much money there. I'm looking for sponsors, like because I know even if you're a small channel, but you have a targeted audience. For example, even if 500 people watches my video and it, but it's 500 producers. Yeah. I still can get like a sponsorship from DistroKid or Splice or Fiverr or like all the other stuff. So I'm looking yeah. for a sponsor. 
You can put, like, affiliate links, I think, in, like, descriptions and stuff. I feel like that's usually, people like, the way people start, like, affiliate links with, like, like hardware companies. Yeah. Or, like, stuff like that. Because um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that pays pretty well. Oh, yeah, it does. Um, have you... Are there any, like, specific artists right now that have, like, really caught your attention? Like, I feel like it's hard to kind of cut through the noise nowadays. But, like, I saw you were listening to Sharks. Like, shit like that. Oh, my God. Dude, Bro, this like, guy is crazy. Is like, it two people or is it one? I'm not sure. I think it's two people. I don't remember. Sharks, and I really like the Sky Break, and I really like Ace Aura, and fucking... Oh, yeah. All this uh, color base. There, there's a few color base guys that above all others. They right. like, have crazy sounds. And I really like this, and I don't know. I'm just, I just started to appreciate jazz music a lot. I like jazz music, like, and musicians who know like music theory pretty good and know yeah. what they're doing because like a lot of people trying to promote that you don't need a music theory that's a bullshit yeah you can make a music without music theory i've been making this right, for 14 yeah. years but then you come to a period where it just limits you when you don't know what to do and you waste your time yeah like if you know music theory you can make it in five seconds if you don't you can try to figure it out melody and chord for a few hours like why you want to waste this time especially when you start making music for movies and shit you have to know music theory oh my god dude like you ever just like listen to a Hans Zimmer track and just think like what the fuck bro my tr my friend uh, in Ukraine Yo, Roma, what's up? <laughs> he's like a huge, like, a composer. He actually, I believe he's so Hans Zimmer, like, he flew to LA, like, yeah. I, I'm not sure. But uh, he's a really good composer. He makes music for movies, uh, TV shows, uh, games, uh, like, everything. And he showed me his project. Bro, like, I don't understand how they do this. He has, like, one and a half hour soundtrack. Yeah, he once had two weeks to make a one and a half hour hour soundtrack. They gave him two weeks. That blows my mind. And bro. he did, well, almost with no sleep and everything. Did you see the movie Dune? No, I want to watch it. I want to watch it just for the soundtrack because, like, there's there's a video on YouTube of Hans Zimmer going over some like key parts from it, and it's like you'll be watching the scene. Yeah. And then afterwards, he'll be like, oh, yeah, this little thing was made out of this. But you're like, I didn't even hear that when I watched the movies. Yeah. And then he solos it, and you're like, oh, my God, that was there the whole time. And it was just like, when you're watching a movie, you're so focused on the scene. Yeah, The music is more like, it just sits in your subconscious and, like, yeah. tweaks your emotions. You know, it's kind yeah. of funny. I mean, music in movies sometimes crazy because like uh, you have sometimes you have a full freedom to make whatever you want right like I really like music from the Doom game Doom Eternal really? Have you oh, heard oh the new yes oh the my god game. it's so crazy like oh my god how he came out with the sound design yeah. he used the real chainsaw and he connected <laughs> this chainsaw to guitar through some crazy plugins and shit and it sounds crazy it's like yeah He's genius, bro. That's awesome. Have, have you ever thought about, like, maybe getting a gig where you make something for, like, a video game or, like, I already or did. something? Oh, really? Yeah, I, have, I, I did, like, there's a game that my friends made. It's an online game. Uh, I made the sound design, not to the whole game, and one mm -hmm. soundtrack, one track. Right. Also, I made a lot of tracks for the NFT stuff uh, that we did with uh, Eduardo. It's kind right. of the same, like... Uh, the same techniques that you do. I've always wondered about, like, how do people get into, like, the movie audio industry? Like, it's so you, hard. Because if you look at, like, their equipment and shit, it's all so expensive. And it's like, how does, like... Like, we, we need to be a kid in the basement with a laptop. They, like... They don't just rely on plugins. They, like, don't really use a lot of, like, digital synthesizers. Yeah. They use a lot of, like, real hardware stuff. So I always wonder, like, how do you get to that level? I think you just have to, like, work a lot and like no people from the industry because right. this industry is very I know that like movie industry it's very like connected like like they take their friends and stuff like you need to know people there right yeah it's really hard to, to, to get that them. seems like a whole different I'm I'm happy I'm I'm good with my industry <laughs> yeah I, I wanted I wanted to make music uh, for movies but then when I uh, find out how the industry works it's not for me it's too stressful yeah and Literally. plus like how it's so name-based like everybody wants Hans Zimmer you know it's like nobody wants a new yeah thing. but Hans Zimmer he's like a like a company so it's right. not he's making all the music. you're right it's like him and his yeah. associates I guess yeah, yeah. like he has a crazy team yeah there's a lot of people talented people you brought up Eduardo um, are you guys still working on 3D visuals and stuff for your tracks 
Oh yeah, I mean, uh, not me personally, but I work with a lot of different artists, right. and like uh, I'm working on a new track right now. I'm trying to uh, collaborate with uh, one artist, is Brelius called uh, his name is Brelius, and uh, he already did one uh, art for my track, Don't Press Play. Oh, that's right, I saw that. He's so good, so he's probably gonna do another art for me. Right, yeah. Yeah. You released that as an NFT, how did that work? Like, the Don't Press Play art? Uh, that was some DistroKid stuff, I don't know how th it works, but it, it was not a track as an NFT, that was like an art as an You're NFT. right. But I don't know how it works, they had 10,000 arts. So that was like a sellout or something, I don't know. So was it like you just got added to a collage or something? Yeah, they had like... Uh, no, so it was like, um, you need to apply. So I applied and they picked me. And then it was 10,000 random artworks. And if you buy the NFT, you get a random artwork. Oh, okay. So somebody got my artwork random. And then depending on how big the song is, depends on no. how much it's worth? Or? No, they all worth 60 bucks. Oh, I feel like it'd be cooler if it fluctuated in yeah. price. That would be a lot more interesting. Yeah, I, it's like, what if you got a random one and it was like, oh, fuck, Chief Keef's album, you know? It like, would be way more you know? interesting, yeah. But it's their first NFT stuff, so I'm sure they're going to do something more interesting yeah. in the future. So, um, I've been following Eduardo. He does, he still does a ton of stuff in the NFT space. Are you still making, like, audios for him? Because I know we talked about that last time. You Not anymore, uh, because I believe he does his audio by himself right now. He oh, learns, yeah, he, he DJs and makes music, he, right? Yeah, he learns Ableton and stuff. But we did, like, 20 collaborations, so it's, like, it's a lot. You yeah. Know? We did a lot of collaborations, but he's one of the best in the world. It's pro and He's huge, yeah. And probably the best in Ukraine. He's, like, everybody wow. know him, and it's, like... He's so good at visuals, like, bro. Yeah. What what software do people use to make that stuff? I've never even... Cinema like... 4D, Blender, uh, Adobe After Effects, oh, like Maya, Cool. Oh, yeah. Max, yeah. So I'm, I believe he uses Cinema. That's interesting. Yeah, but, but he's so good. He's like... Are you, are you staying up to date with, like, everybody's talk about crypto and the music industry and, like, kind of the next move for Web3 and stuff? I was staying up to date, but then I just like, I don't know, I just got so tired by, by NFT, I don't know. So I just like... Do you know a lot about it at all? Or no, like, not anymore. <laughs> not really, yeah. I don't know, everybody like, oh, it's one of those things where everybody's fucking talking about it. Yeah. But I'm trying to tune it out so hard. I'm like, I don't want to know, I don't care, I don't want to yeah. pay attention. But Same. everybody's like saying, like, if you don't pay attention, you're going to be behind. And so then you get all stressed and shit, you know? Yeah, I, I mean, like currently I'm just focusing on my music and YouTube channel. Right. Like I finally, because, okay, so I've been extremely lazy uh, the whole 2021. Like, I've been the most lazy. Really? Like, yeah, I, I went to Dubai. I, like, I... Oh, I'm going to ask you about that. Sorry. Yeah, I just, like, I don't know. I had a lot of vacations, vacation, then vacation, because I don't know what happened. I just... Okay, so I worked so much on sample packs, I did like 80 tracks, yeah. and I got burnout crazy. Right. Like, and you need to do like 15 tracks in three weeks. And yeah. it's like, and then I took the biggest break, and finally, since I moved to LA, I'm right now on the track, I'm working every day, I'm working every day. So I'm just focusing on, on this and trying not to... I mean, to be fair, like, you kind of deserved a break in 2021, though. Like, you've just been working so hard for so many years, and then Tokyo was like... You kind of take your head out of the water, you know, like, oh, thank God, you know? That's what people, that's what my friends saying that, like, yeah. uh, but I feel like I could have do a way better job. Because when, uh, when you get a hit like that, you have to put out tracks like that, a few tracks like that. To every, everybody says, like, when a song blows up, like, that's your chance to, like, crank out content and shit. I've always yeah. thought about that, you know? And I didn't do it. Was there, were you like just not interested in doing it or like afraid or like why was there a reason? Because I noticed you don't really have like that much of like a, like a TikTok presence and you don't post that many TikToks. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I just, this happens and I was like, all right, cool. I'm just going to make music. I don't know. Well, but now I understand when it's going to happen again. Right. I, if it's gonna happen, but oh, well, I'm sure. Well, I just know what you have to do now. Yeah. It's like it's all experience because I didn't have a manager, I didn't have anything. And when Tokyo blow up, blow up, like all the labels called me, like all the labels in the world. Like I had conversations every day, like for the four months. For four months, like I couldn't sleep normally. I was so tired, and like That's all I was thinking about business, business, business. Like I couldn't make music. Like I just released the Kyoto after this, but I made Kyoto really good song. back in the day. I made it for this for Ghost production. Oh, but, wow. but I, 
I didn't make it particularly for anybody. I just made it and I was like, I'm gonna sell it. But then I was like, it's kind of cool. I don't want to sell it. Yeah. Because I've, I've been doing ghost production too back in the day. So yeah, and then I just released the Kyoto and flew to Dubai and like got tired, uh, got lazy and I don't know. But I, I admit it, like, I don't know. What did you guys do in Dubai? I'm curious. I've never been, I have no impression of Dubai aside from it's really hot and it's really tall. Yeah, <laughs> That's Dubai it. is so cool. I like it so much. It was my first vacation in like one year and a half or something. Like one right. year and, uh, and something. So uh, it was really nice. The weather were hot, but not as hot because we flew in May. It's, okay. it's still good. The ocean there is so beautiful. The buildings, like the architecture, the people are so nice. The really, yeah. people are so nice to you. They're like, uh, and and there is like, I like it. There's no drunk people on the streets. Nobody, you know. It's do they have homeless like a homeless problem? No, no, no homeless people. There. Wow. So they have a. I never seen a homeless person there. But they they have a really strict laws. You can't drink. You can't do anything. Oh wow. You can't smoke. Like you go you go to jail if you if they see you with. You drink and you go to jail right away. Oh, like publicly? I believe so, yeah. Have you ever envisioned yourself like like world touring? Like touring like like country to country? Yeah. Um it would be so awesome. It's my it's my goal for this year actually. Who's uh, like who's your dream touring team? Like I feel like everybody has like they envision a tour with like these four artists that would just be the f- most fun thing ever. Do you have like a set of four artists that you would just die to go on tour with? It would with? be so cool to go like with Skrillex, Diplo, like all yeah. these old guys. <laughs> oh, yeah, because they know how to do it for fun now. Yeah, like, they know how to so do it. It's so cool because I used to yeah. watch Skrillex videos like how he's touring in 2011. So fun, so inspirational. Dude, yeah, like honestly, like those old like GIQ tour videos are just like, oh fuck, what's like. I don't remember the specific artist, but yeah, like I feel like everybody gets. Oh, Martin Garrix. He like he has that he has a show called the Martin Garrix Show, where it's just like this oh, guy yeah. follows him around with the camera, yeah. and like every fucking kid is just like watching that. When I they love start. it. And they just they go on tour, they fly private, they hit every fucking city. Yeah. Ibiza, Lisbon, it's insane. Martin it's so Garrix fun. is a nice guy. He's like always such so positive and stuff. I don't yeah. know. I don't know how he keeps. He's the like golden retriever of the house music. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> he's like. Tom Holland, you know, or something. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess that's comparable. Tom it's Holland funny. is always nice too, you know. He's 25 now, did you know that? Tom Holland? No, uh, Martin Garrix. Oh, shit. I always envisioned him just being like a 17-year-old kid. Me too. And now Damn. he's like 25. Bro, bro. time flies like crazy. It's terrifying. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm already almost 25. Yeah, I know. Shit. I forgot. I still th- I still thought you were 23 for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... But people think I'm 30-something. Really? Yeah, they say I look old. No. Because of my you, fucking you look your age. You look like 23. 25 like, Thank you. Yeah. but if I lose like 5 kilograms how I used to be yeah. I'm gonna look way younger yeah. like, like this chicks makes me a little bit that's but yeah I, I, that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna hit the gym soon I'm gonna do it regularly cause I need to lose like 5-7 kilos and yeah. I'm fine yeah have you tried like putting any steps forward to like getting a tour going like getting a manager and talking about shows and stuff cause like you could I, I, mean, I feel like I feel like yeah. you could put together a really crazy live show, like the way you like the way you have like visuals going hand in hand with your music. Like, yeah. I feel like it would make a ton of sense. It's like when Tokyo started, I got requested, but coronavirus ruined everything. Yeah. Like if like I got requested to play in Asia and everybody and wow. everywhere, but then we got another lockdown, another lockdown. Like coronavirus makes everything so fucking terrible. Like, yeah. bro, I, I would be touring the world. Like, yeah. it would be not as... You think fun. you'd be doing that right now if Corona didn't happen? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because I, I got requested, like, uh, so many managers yeah. texted me too, but, like, you can't plan anything. Do you think that'll happen this year at all, or...? I think so. Yeah. I think so. That's awesome. Yeah, I just come, need... come to Boston. <laughs> yeah, I will. I, I really will. I, I, I really want to come to Boston because Boston were in uh, Fallout Four, and I really. Oh like my it. god! Yeah, I remember when that game came out. And then I go to Boston. I'd be yeah. like looking like I know this place. Yeah, I know this place. It's, it's so funny. It's, so cool. it's one of my favorite games. Like yeah. Fallout is fucking crazy. Dude, I I I wasted my childhood playing Skyrim and Fallout Four, bro. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so Skyrim. I, I still play Skyrim on a Switch, Nintendo oh, Switch yeah. Portable, bro. It runs so fucking good. That's crazy to me. Yeah, I don't know how they did such a good job of you know it runs really good. Yeah, that's funny. So you think you're gonna tour this year? That's awesome. Uh yeah, that's my goal, and I'm like, if I want something, usually I can do it. So. Speaking I just need to release more music, bro. Like I stopped releasing yeah. music since September, and it's like, 
I see just decline. When you don't release music, you just lose everything. You need to release, yeah. release, release to people listen every time, like, and your Spotify grows and everything is like, then it's easy to tour. If you want to go on tour, they need to see your active every day. Like, you know, right. posting that you have YouTube, that they need to see this activity. Plus, like, I feel like, do you have that feeling where you're constantly like, my music is not ready for that sort of thing? Or like, I could make cooler stuff over the next few months that would yes. sound better on tour. Like, I, th- I constantly think about that. Like, if I'm going to send something to someone, I'm like, fuck, like, I'm not going to reach out to them yet because I know in a month I'll have something better to send them. And then that month comes and I'm like, no, 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 next month, you know? Yeah. Or like, I always feel like my, my potential is like in a couple months. And so I push stuff off. Do you feel like that would happen with a tour? Like, you'd be like, oh, I gotta wait, I gotta wait, I gotta wait, you know? That's the stuff I'm trying to work right now because yeah. uh, it's a perfect... How do you call it in English? Perfectionism? Perfectionism, yeah. Perfectionism. And it's terrible for your career. Yeah. It, it's good in the beginning, but, like, I've been doing music for 14 years and I still feel like my music sucks. Right. And it's terrible because, like... I can't believe... Really? Yeah, yeah, man. Come on. Like, and, and I, have, I have to realize that my music, like, is not the best, but it's not... It's gonna work for the market if I yeah. release more, and I have oh. to do it. And it's like you have to start releasing music because it's not perfect. Art is not perfect, right. and the next track is gonna be better and better. And it's like that's what I'm working every day on right now. That's what one track that I showed you yesterday that you said it's like not the best track I made. Right. Yeah. yeah, and I think it's not the best track I made, but I feel it it, it might work, you know, for the specific right. audience. And it's like if they happy, it's okay, you know. But we're not gonna release this track. <laughs> the other guy, the other guy, don't like uh, the this track's kind of empty. And it's funny. Yeah, when you said it's the intro music for this podcast, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I think one thing that I like about your music is like a lot of people make music for a specific setting, like how like bass music is made for live performances, yeah. and, and like other stuff is made for Spotify. I feel like you're the middle ground, like Lotus. That would go so hard at a festival. I would like to play this But then track. also, like, I can do homework to Lotus, you know? Not that I do homework, because fuck college. But, like, <laughs> but, like, yeah. I feel like I feel like it's in the middle where it can be used for both settings. Yeah, Is that something you, like, you consciously think about? Like, when you sit down, are you, like, you make a drop, and then you're like, this would be crazy for a festival. I need to make this a festival track. Or yeah. Or you just, like, kind of just whatever comes out comes out. I'm just trying to do music I like and I'm trying to do music that can work in different environments. Right. So it can you can listen to it, you can play it and everything. It's like I think it's the best combination ever. But it's really hard to do. Yeah. It's really no, hard it to is. find a balance. And it's like that's why I'm trying to do different music. So sometimes I release lo-fi music, sometimes I release trap and, and stuff cuz like I have to have stuff for everything. Yeah. Like for uh, that my goal right now is to make a pop song for ra- radio. So you can listen radio because yeah. Tokyo is not a radio song. They they don't take it. They it's too heavy. Dude, I was thinking like a lot of people, a lot of the type of music people make really is like shaped by just what the market wants right now, and that can be like you have to ask like if is it the true or like, art or like quarantine? Yeah. No one could no one could play shows. Yeah. So did people was that did people strip away their like show ego yeah. and start making stuff that they would actually normally make? It's interesting, you know? It's I never like, thought about if, it. If you couldn't tour, or, like, if Spotify didn't exist, you'd only make stuff for shows, you know? So yeah. it's like, am I am I actually making the art that I want to make, or am I making it because I know it's going to fit these scenarios, you know? It's like, it's like if you had tried yeah. to recreate Tokyo, you know? It's like the market transformed your sound. Unfortunately, you didn't do that. Yeah, I didn't do you it. Did, which was smart, dude, because, like... That could have been bad, but yeah, it if would if I would start to release music just like Tokyo, nah, yeah, it's boring. But it's a constant question I'm asking myself: Do I do what I really do? Do I do a real art? Yeah, or do I do a art for the market? And it's like so hard. I'm trying to implement both sides, but my goal is when I became super uh, financially independent, I'm gonna release like hundred percent music like f- from my brain I want that's like, another thing it's financial it's like yeah. I, I can't make music that I want because it's not gonna make me money you know yeah especially when you're a full-time artist I'm a full-time artist right yeah, yeah. all my music is coming from my uh, all my money coming from my music it's like and I don't want to do any more sample packs I don't want to do ghost production right, yeah, I don't want to because I used to do it for years 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 I'm tired of doing ideas for other people and it's like that's why you know my goal is to be able to tour and make money and 
I'm probably gonna start doing right now, releasing some experimental music from time to time, just right. to throw it out there, you know. Yeah. When to see direction. Do you feel like your music got better when you came to LA? Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. My my sound and everything. I I met so many people here who helped me a lot with the production, and they showed me some other sites I never thought about. Yeah. It's like, you know, when you sit in live with great artists and they show you something, you're like, shit. Especially if my beats became better. I couldn't make beats before LA. I didn't oh, know. Yeah. Yeah, because here is a huge industry of rap music and like everybody makes beats and all my friends make beats. So they showed me a lot of tricks because you make beats different, not like EDM music. It's different yeah. rules. Yeah, I, I, I was kind of forced to do that because that's what my friends thought were cool. And so if I wanted to impress my friends, I had to learn how to make rap oh. beats, which was funny. Yeah. Um, you mentioned that you want like something to get pushed to radio at some point, which yeah. Tokyo got pushed to radio, right? No. I didn't? It's too heavy. It's not yeah. the radio music. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. That was the idea to make this pop version of Tokyo. Do you remember? That was good, bro. Yeah, that I was... really like that. I'm a sucker for female vocalists, man. Like, I like the way it sounds so much. You know the funny part? It's starting to kind of blown up right now. Really? The streams are getting way better. Like, I went to Spotify for artists, and, and the streams went up. Yeah, like, What is going on? I don't know. Part so... of me was like, is he? Is this going to ruin the song, or is this going to make it better? And I feel like it was like, it took it from a 9 to a 10. Yeah. Know? Like, it, it really, like... Thank you so much. I liked that. I Thank liked that so a much. lot. Yeah, that was the radio version, but I would mix it differently. It's very, way more soft. If you listen really? to this, way more soft. I That's just mixed everything like to be more radio and not yeah. this heavy. Like I took out some snares, some sounds like from the drop, and it's like way more soft. But we'll see. I'm interested. How did you still have the project file for that after all that time? I'm lucky. Yeah. I thought I'm lost, bro. If I lost my project file, it would be that. That would be it. Right. I, would, I would lose like no lo-fi version no. nothing that's crazy because the low that was, oh my god that was smart to me when I saw you drop the lo-fi version I was like yeah. that's the follow up everybody wanted you know yeah it's crazy how it worked out with no promotion yeah and, dude, and, it just it passed a million streams right almost 3 million streams oh something. wow yeah sounds like that uh, so I almost lost it and I, I wanted to sold my old laptop and I forgot that they even had, had Tokyo there. And then I was searching for Tokyo everywhere. And then I found in my old laptop that I was originally created this Tokyo. And I found the old, old, old project. That's crazy. I, I couldn't find all the sounds. I lost a few sounds, but they were not key sounds. They were like some percussion or something. Yeah. But like all the main shit and like post-processing and everything were there. And I was like... Oh my god, like, have you ever, thanks god. Have you ever thought about doing a remix, like a Litek remix of Tokyo? We were supposed to do a big remix EP with big artists. Oh wow. We, I wanted even to Marshmallow to do a remix. Oh dude. Yo, it would be huge, but... That would be cool. Then, like, everything took so long that, like, I decided that we don't need EP anymore, because Tokyo were, like, kind of... Yeah. Remixes would be annoying, I think. So, it like... Would be too much. Back to what we were talking about with radio. Yeah. Um, have you noticed? I mean, it's without a doubt radio is becoming significantly less popular, like with streaming and like the new platforms. <coughs> have you ever listened to the radio recently? I don't listen to radio. I, I, I never listen to radio. I, I was just in the car. Like, people just yeah, listen to this in the car. Or like in Ubers and stuff. Yeah. I was listening recently. It, it, I think it used to be like the majority music and then like the rest was ads. I literally think it is mostly ads now and yeah. minimally music. That's what I think too. It's it's so bad. I just like, don't like the sound quality. It's bad. I don't understand why radio is still a thing. Like uh, I understand like in other parts of the world and stuff where they don't have access to that, radio is still important. Yeah. But like, I don't understand how like the popular stations I used to listen to when I was a kid are still in business. Like nobody, it's just clean versions too. Yeah, like, you don't even get the swears and stuff. You know, like yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't understand how it's still afloat. It's interesting. Either. Have you ever thought about like, um, I know like Diplo and like pretty much everyone at this point has like an online radio where it's just like they make a set and then it just the set loops oh, or whatever. Yeah. Have you ever thought about doing like a yes. tech radio? I was I was thinking about doing a YouTube radio for my YouTube yeah. channel where my mix is gonna play or something like oh. that. It would be so fun, but it's hard to do. You you, you need to rent because I'm not gonna do it with my PC. You need like a server. Like you, you need, need a server and you need to pay for this. Yeah. So you need to run ads too on your because you want to monetize it too. 
right. you know, not to you know, not to lose money. But I was thinking about this. I'm gonna do it after fifty thousand subscribers. Yeah, man. I need you need to make some money out of this. Do you ever feel overwhelmed with like the amount? of things you could do with music like yeah. start a Patreon and do this live server thing and do a tour like do you ever feel like you're like yeah. fuck like I'm so behind and I have to do all this stuff like, the hardest part is to do because people like to talk but like the hardest part is to actually do something yeah. consistently yeah, man. that's that's my problem like because like sometimes I have a friend uh, Elgiz yo Elgiz what's up <laughs> he used to live in LA uh, he is a cool company called Odai and he does like crazy good promotion on yeah. Spotify and everywhere so it's like I like to talk with him on the phone for hours and like oh it's, let's do this 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 but then I I'm becoming lazy again I was like ah I'm just gonna do my music and yeah. YouTube but it's like you have to be an action man you have to take an action you have to do shit you don't want to do yeah you know that's like the hardest thing. Um, that's how we become good. How Joe Rogan said, like you become good just when you feel uncom- uncomfortable and you do uncomfortable shit. If you do comfortable shit, you you not. That's why I'm good. here, bro. I was scared as fuck to come out here, man. I was like, I can't do this. I can't do it. But and I, you see how good this I forced, trip is. I forced myself to buy the tickets, that's and then after about the tickets, I couldn't go back. And, and I was you like, see, yeah. Or like when when I couldn't stay with Justin, I was like initially really pissed, but then I was like. Why do I expect anything from him? You know, like, like yeah. it's, it's a new experience to get a hotel for the first time or a hostel. You know, yeah, man. It like pushes you outside the comfort zone. You know what's crazy? Yeah, it is almost an hour. So I got oh. a couple questions. We gotta, we gotta go. Yeah, let's before do, we wrap it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's, um, let's do an outro. Or all right, something. all right. No, no, no. I got two more questions. Important uh, questions. Okay. About music? Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah okay, so there is a kid somewhere. His name is Alex, and he's sitting in Ukraine. Okay, and he wants to he wants to make music for like yeah. full time or whatever. Yeah. What is what is your advice to that kid who's who's kind of in wh- where you were all those years ago? Like, what yeah. is your number one piece of advice? Uh, get good. Be <laughs> good bitch. Yeah, you have to be the best in the industry. You have to do not quit your job unless you make a lot of money from music. <laughs> do not quit your job unless you saved up money or, yeah. or if you're studying. Do do not do it. It's like I did it, but. 99% of people are not getting successful in music. Like, music industry is one of the hardest. You can do it, but, like, don't be stupid, you know? You have right. to be prepared for everything. And, and, like, I was lucky that I had supportive family, but some people don't. Right. And you don't want to end up on the street because you, I'm going to quit college, I'm going to make money, but you never know what's going to happen. So it's yeah. like you always have... But, yeah, you have to be the best. And just, if you really chose to be in the music industry... You never quit. Like, I had thousand thoughts before, like, I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna yeah. quit, I'm gonna quit, but I just can't quit. It's just in my, like, music in my blood. Like, you just come back and that's it. And now, like, I'm, I'm on this stage, I can't quit music anymore. It's like, what would you do if you weren't doing music? Yeah. Like, I, what would I do if I had to stop? I'd still think about it all the time. It would know? be hard to get to the point where I'm in music right now. Like, I'm not saying I'm, like I'm crazy good, but like I spent so much time, I had so ex- much experience. Like, I did everything. Like, sound design, ghost production, mixing, mastering. Like, I did everything. Like, almost. I did music for games, for a uh, movie. I did, I did one uh, fucking short movie. Yeah. I, imagine if I start something new. It's going to take me 10 years. Right. Right. So it's yeah. like, yeah, that's my advice. Don't no, do yeah. it. <laughs> that's good advice. What you said about like, it's it's like a very small percentage of people who get successful in the music industry. I feel like that's true and also false because like you have to think like the majority of them just suck. Like they're just not good. You know? Yeah. Like they're either like like most people definitely don't do it for more than a year before they quit. You know? That there's like there's a thing like successful people they usually don't mention luck. But luck is there. You need to be in the right time, in the right place. Yes, but not without years of hard work, though. Yeah, for no sure. one can pick up Ableton and then be lucky the next week, you know. But if you like, and you you create like luck yourself, right? Like you create opportunities, but you still, it's like, you know, if Tokyo never happened, what what would I do right now? Yeah, I would do ghost production or something. That's crazy, bro. It's like still be doing sample packs and stuff. And I know people who've been doing music for twenty years, and their their music is great. Yeah. They're nowhere in the business. They don't make anything. And it's like, why? But is that is that the industry's fault or theirs, you know? Probably theirs fault, but it's like, 
it's so both. many different it's, probably just it's, both. Yeah. it's such a, a lot of combinations because like when people saying that it's hard work and dedication and that's it that's not true right there's a how how we call it in english survivor survival survivor, survival the fittest yeah yeah it's like there's 99.9 percent who didn't succeed but you don't know about them right so it's like you have to be like i know it's not inspirational but it's a re- reality you know no no it's it's true like i remember like do you know willie joy no Willie Joy has a podcast where he interviews producers. It's really good. Yeah. I guarantee, like, any producer, except for, like, like Skrillex isn't on it, yeah. but, like, you could find an episode with them. But um, he basically said, like, when beginners ask, like, um, like how easy is it going to be or just, like, how long is this going to take, he's always just, like, it. there's an answer they want, but the real answer is just like it's sad yeah it's like I don't want to tell them but like it's gonna be fucking awful yeah like it's, it's gonna like the first you're gonna years, have depression 100% it's like like they pick up Ableton they're so excited maybe they've been doing it for a year and he's just like I'd love to tell you that it's gonna be like a fun process it's gonna fucking suck for like yeah. three years for more, ten years more than ten years yeah and it's it it's the answer they don't want to hear but it's the truth you know bro I, I it's like when i think back it's crazy i've been sitting in my room like for 10 years for just just nothing happens like i don't know i'm just trying and trying and trying and, and like everybody declines my music declines for years for like yeah. labels still decline my music but then you got you get to a point like when you know how shit works and like you don't care anymore it's like right i don't expect labels to take my music anymore like, you're right I don't you're just like numb fuck. to it yeah yeah just i don't have any emotion you don't need you'll get it but it's like experience you know Do you ever think like if your past self could look at like your future yeah would they like would they would be like like no like fuck that or do you think they'd be like yeah because like think about how like think about how much younger you had to bear in order to get to where you are yeah maybe turn off by that or like, excited excited know? but like you know every everything i wanted happening you're right i, I was dreaming about like because like I, I was a big conor mcgregor fan back oh, in yeah. the day and like I, I i used to do a lot of visualization so i like before i got even to la i was like walking like on the street of Ukraine I was like I'm walking in Hollywood like I'm walking like and I was like imagine yeah manifestation like, yeah and I'm doing I did this shit and like I wanted to play in big festivals I played in big festivals I want my music to be like listened by people I did this I wanted to move to LA I did this like everything's happened and like you get this formula kind of like what you have to do yeah it's a big confidence booster like I remember a year ago I just like I had plans for myself and goals and then once you accomplish that and like manifest it you're like oh fuck like i can like do some pretty crazy shit you can do everything i said i set some pretty fucking big goals this year i'm excited to see if yeah. it actually happens you can do it you just also, have to yeah man um so last question here what's like an experience in music anytime where you were kind of just like this is why i do it like this is why i've been working so hard like what was the most like rewarding experience or just like something that happened where you were like this is why I, I love music. So it's a few things. First thing, it's when you play for a crowd your music and they go crazy. Yeah. Sometimes crazier than other tracks you play. Bro, you feel fucking goosebumps. Like, oh shit. I can't this wait drop. for like, that, bro. <laughs> everybody, whoa! Like, oh my god, this shit. And when people, like, I really like when people send me these really cute messages. Like, like I got thousands of messages that Tokyo, Tokyo got somebody through depression, helped through depression. So when I made Tokyo, I had depression. And I made this song to kind of help me. Because like, uh, I mean, I don't know if I had depression, but I I was really upset. You I'm were like, like bah, yeah. Yeah, because like, uh, it was like everything was not working out. Like I've been doing music for years, years. I, I was not been making money and like I'm getting older. You have to support your family. And it's like, it's like, it's such a huge shit. Like pressure. What do you do? It's such a huge pressure. And then I was like, okay, I want to just make song that's going to be stupid, fine. Just, just makes you smile. And it's so crazy how people send this, sense this. And they, like, I still get in messages. Like, I have crazy depression, but I'm listening to your song, like, for 10 hours a day. Like, seriously, they, that's why they ask for 10 hours version. They really listen to one song for 10 hours. That's crazy, man. I don't know. It's, like, ter- therapeutic for them. It's, yeah. like, it's super. It's, like, shit, I want to do more songs like that. It's going to help Yeah, dude. You never know what song is going to help somebody. 
you know we were we were talking yesterday like how do you write a chord progression and melody that like makes like gives you goosebumps you know because like that's not always something you can consciously think about i think it's something like that where it just happens on accident yeah you're just writing melodies and you just accidentally make one that like like hits for someone you know yeah or like it might not give you goosebumps but like someone else it might yeah. you know that's pretty cool that was awesome podcast dude yeah we're fucking, fucking amazing. done i don't really have an outro go listen to this kid's music it's fire yeah uh, thank you so much guys for listening for watching and we're gonna do an after outro for my YouTube. yeah yeah totally and and thanks for inviting me out here man yeah thanks for... talk about manifestation man here we are six yeah. months later bro <laughs> it's crazy and it's reality i know it's, it's like, crazy I'm, I'm gonna wake up i'm gonna be in my basement at home oh fuck that was, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm, i'm so happy that everything worked out how yeah, i man. imagined like crazy because i wanted the last thing i want to say when i was in ukraine i was imagining all the interaction interactions i'm gonna have here with my friends yeah it's like i met my roommates that i didn't see for one year and a half and that was exactly how yeah. i imagined it's like everything it's so crazy how everything works you know then yeah, yeah right. okay I, this will be up like probably put it next Friday? Oh, yeah. oh no, you were gonna put it up at 30,000. I'm gonna put it out at 30,000, but you can put it out before. All right, yeah, it'll probably be out, maybe maybe tonight, fuck it. Yeah. I'll probably just edit this tonight in my room and, and I'm gonna repost it. Or like tomorrow or something. Um, so yeah. Thank you so for, much, thanks guys. Thanks for fucking coming on. Thanks for watching, guys. Yeah. It was fun.